Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people. People who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 237. It's also the first podcast that I have actually recorded in this year of 2020. Did we ever decide if it's a new decade or if the new decade starts in the year 21? I don't know, whatever. Um, I am calling this what counts as decluttering because that's what's been on my mind uh, this last week or so. It's the 7th as I record this. I think it'll come out on the 9th. And that that's the thing going through my head. Um, I have done some decluttering in my house over the last week or so, not as much as I probably would have done because we were in Disney for a week, um, which was really fun. Thanks, y'all. And um, the new Star Wars ride is completely worth it. It's not open in Disneyland yet, but I know I'm not talking about Disney World in this podcast, but several people have actually already asked me this. Um, But the new Star Wars ride is not open in Disneyland, but it is open in Disney World. And that's where we were um, just the way that it is right now. You have to, and I do mean have to, get there before the park opens. And it opened at 6 a.m. while we were there. So it wasn't exactly a relaxing Christmas, but it was really fun and really worth it. And great time for my teenagers to be stuck with me in an enclosed space for a week which is all a mom really wants, right? So anyway, it was great. Um, But as I've gotten back, um, as I've kind of had to really choose how I was going to use my decluttering energy and my decluttering time, because I didn't have the time that I sometimes have in that week between Christmas and New Year's, I really have been thinking about this question. And I've thought about it also because of just the the general decluttering talk that goes on on the internet. Um, I am not the only person in the world who has realized that people like to hear about decluttering in this particular time of year. And that means that sometimes people jump on it who, I I don't want this to sound the wrong way, but they maybe don't have the real life experience that I have, or the that's been their entire focus, you know, and so I think sometimes I, I just see decluttering advice from anybody and everybody at this time of year. And sometimes people will say some things and I'll think, okay, I get where you're coming from. Totally get it. But in my personal experience and in my experience of a decade working with other people who really, really, really struggle in this area, I see how damaging sometimes these these memes and things that people say offhandedly can be for the person who's struggling anyway to get to a place where they can declutter anyway. All right. Oh, but before we get started, I want to say thanks to Prep Dish for sponsoring this episode. If I had to guess, um, I would say that more than half of us, I'm including myself here, are thinking about and wanting to and planning to eat healthier in the new year, partly because it's a new year and we want to do better this time. And partly because we, again, talking about myself, are craving healthier foods after the indulgences of the holidays. Hello, Disney dining plan. Anyway, um, but then there's that really important crossroads that we all come to or crossroad that we all come to that place where the desire to eat healthier meals and the realities of our every day lives meet up. It can feel really hard to make changes in your family's meals. That's where Prep Dish comes in. Prep Dish helps you make healthy meals in a realistic, sustainable way, a way that actually works in the middle of your busy family's life. Here's how Prep Dish works. 
So Allison, the founder of PrepDish, I've met her, I've actually been to her home, uh, sends you an email every Friday. I personally am always excited to open mine up and see what's on the menu for the following week. In a beautiful printable that you can just open on your phone or computer if you don't want to print it out, you get a list of meals, a shopping list, and not just the recipes for making the meals, but also a step-by-step instruction plan for doing the prep work ahead of time in one session so that throughout the week, you can get the meals cooked and on the table with minimal time and effort. So you're making everything from scratch. You're just doing the prep work ahead of time. So it instructs you through all of that. So you're ready to get things on the table, get them cooked and on the table really quickly when it's the actual day for that to happen. So that's what makes prep dish different. It's designed to help you make healthy meals efficiently. So the big work is already done, which makes it so much easier to actually make those healthy meals happen in the midst of a busy week. If you haven't tried Prep Dish yet, you need to. You can get a free two-week trial by going to prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean. That's prepdish, P-R-E-P-D-I-S-H dot com slash a slob comes clean for a free two-week trial. Okay, so talking about what counts as decluttering, what counts? I will tell you the thing that I will say, and I've said it many times, that does not count as decluttering in my book, (laughs) my actual book like an actual book. I know it's a phrase people say, but I actually wrote a book about decluttering. If you're big into decluttering and you're like, I just really need a plan. Guys, you need my books. I I know so many of you already have them. So many of you don't. I'm just saying they're in audio form as well as paperback and Kindle and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, Decluttering at the Speed of Life is um, my book that will talk you all the way through the mindsets and the process of decluttering your house. Anyway, in my book, or just as a phrase, or however you want to say it, stuff shifting is the thing that I say does not count as decluttering. Okay, that's really the only thing I say does not count as decluttering. And when I say stuff shifting, it's funny, because when I speak, I'll say this, and I really don't have to explain. Because pretty much everybody goes, Oh, yeah, I totally do that. Stuff shifting, really self explanatory. Got it. Yep, know what she's talking about. What I mean is moving stuff from one place to another in my house, not actually getting it out of the house. Okay. Um, Here's the thing. I think this comes down to that mental separation that's needed for people like us to make that distinction between organizing and decluttering. If I am just moving stuff to another place in my house, which honestly, a lot of times I would just move it in a pile. I'm like, well, it doesn't go in here. I don't know where I'm going to put it. I'm just going to pile it up in another room. And then I'm sure someday I'll be so much more efficient and have everything together. And then when I tackle that room, I'll really know what to do with it. Really, that comes down to that idea that I really just have to get organized. I can keep all my stuff if I'll just get organized. That does not work for me. I had to understand there's a difference between decluttering and organizing. Organizing is trying to keep everything and just keep it in a way that it's all going to stay magically wonderful and perfect. Um, Unfortunately, I also have a very low clutter threshold, which means I can't handle a ton of stuff. I cannot keep a lot of stuff organized. I have only a certain amount of stuff that I can keep under control easily. And so I have to declutter, not organize, just declutter, just get rid of stuff, give myself permission to not get organized and instead just declutter and get stuff out of my house. Okay. As I do that, 
then my house feels more organized. Okay. But this only started happening. You know, my, my personal story is that I started a slob comes clean as a practice blog. It was completely anonymous because I was trying to get my own house under control. So I was just trying stuff and seeing how it worked and writing about it as I did it and showing pictures. So go back and see some of those scary pictures. But as I did that, as I got rid of stuff, that's when my house became more manageable. I was more more able to keep my house under control, which was my big desire. Why does my house constantly go back to being a disaster? Well, it's because I had too much stuff. Okay. So as I got rid of stuff, so no, stuff shifting is the thing I say doesn't count. But why am I talking about this? And what's the distinction I'm trying to make today? Okay, what counts as decluttering? Here's the problem I have. And I don't remember exactly where it came from. And it might have been you personally that shared this with me. And that is fine. And I get I get I understand the idea behind it. I really, really do. But here's the problem. I'll explain it. I think it was some sort of a meme about um, it doesn't really count as decluttering if you're going to drive around with a bag of stuff in your trunk for a month before you finally drop it off. Okay. Um, I, I get what they're saying. Like, I totally get it. And you guys, I mean, when I do, I, I think I talk about it in the five, five day clutter shakedown. I talk about it whenever I am giving this advice. I mean, I really, really encourage you to go ahead and figure out how you're going to get rid of stuff. Okay. Go ahead. And before you start decluttering, not waiting for the answer before you start decluttering. But post on Facebook to your local friends. Hey, local friends, you don't have to tell them how bad it is. But hey, local friends. Um, Hey, where do you guys like to donate stuff? <laughs> you know, they don't have to know how much you're donating. Okay, they don't need to know that. That's not their business. But I guarantee you the people who don't have clutter in their homes know how to get rid of stuff. And they're not going to think twice. They're going to think, Oh, this is fun to talk about. Okay, I'll tell you where I like to take stuff. You know, so yes, I encourage you to have a plan for getting rid of stuff. I encourage you to make that the last step of your decluttering process day. Okay, if you're spending the day working on getting rid of clothes, you know, push through and go drop those clothes off today. But y'all, I am not going to say that it doesn't count as decluttering if you don't actually get them dropped off today. Yes, I encourage you to do it. But it still counts as decluttering if you drive around with those clothes in your trunk for the next month or a year. I'm just, I'm just saying it counts as decluttering. Here's the thing. That stuff is leaving my house. The decision's been made about it. Remember, we have a donatable donate box or bag or suitcase or whatever is going to leave the house along with what's inside of it. So it's already established. There's nothing to go back through. There's nothing to do later other than drop it off. Okay. And ideally, which again, we're trying to not deal with the ideally kind of stuff today. But ideally, you've got a donate spot in your home where those donate boxes go to be ready to either be picked up or dropped off. All right. And for you to have stuff in a box that the decision has been made, you never have to look through that stuff again. It's in a designated space. It's not sitting in your living room. It's not a pile of stuff that, oh, this is the stuff I think I'm going to donate. And then it sits there as a pile for a while, not as a, you know, definite defined donate box, but sits there as a pile for a while and then other things collect on it. And then you're like, oh, I've got to go back through that. We're not talking about that. I'm saying if it has been put into a donate box, 
sticking it in your car is great. Okay, sticking it in a donate spot in the garage, whatever. I'm going to count that as decluttering. And here's the reason I'm going to count that as decluttering. Y'all, my people <clears throat> who relate to my struggles, we are all or nothing kind of people. And when you tell me it doesn't count as decluttering, if it sits in my trunk for a month or a week or whatever, if you tell me that doesn't count and I know no matter how much I want to be different this time, I know because of all the other times I wanted to be different and failed again and again and again to do things perfectly. If I know that there's a real good chance that it's going to sit in my trunk for a real long time, it makes me go, well, I can't go drop it off today. Oh, the car's in the shop, so I can't declutter. Oh, my word, you guys, that's the last step. I still consider it out of your house if it's there. I know, I know, I know, I know. But here's the thing. Here's why I'm going to tell you something. The reason why I will probably never be the world's foremost decluttering guru. Now, I appreciate those of you who call me your decluttering guru. It's kind of my favorite phrase that people use. Um, I hesitate to call myself that. (laughs) But okay, let's call me that. No, but one of the reasons why I don't think I can ever be... I can't be the soundbite girl. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's very, very hard for me to speak in soundbites. And when I say a soundbite, here's what I mean. When you are coached on how to go on TV and go on radio shows and stuff like that, you're supposed to be able to make a statement in like, I don't know, I honestly don't even remember exactly. I've been coached on it before, but obviously I'm not that great at it. Anyway, like 10 second, 20 second, 30 second sound bites. Now, it's a good thing for me to have to practice. It really is. It's a great thing for me to have to make things succinct and, you know, get my point across in a succinct way because I don't have to do that on the podcast. So anyway, but that's a great thing that I do try to practice and I do work on, okay, when I'm being interviewed or I'm being asked for advice. But here's the reality. I'm where I am. I am helpful to a whole lot of you because I acknowledge all the but, but, buts. Okay. I acknowledge that the bet, bet, bets are a real thing. Kids don't say bet, bet, bets. Your moms are going to get mad. Okay. But I'm just saying they're real, but, but I I can't, I can't, I, I, uh, so I really have to, I have to know it. I, there's no place. I don't think there's any place in my town. This is me talking to someone else. I'm acting. I don't think there's any places in my town for me to drop stuff off. And so I guess I, I guess I have to figure all that out before I even start making those decisions. And no, go ahead and start throwing away trash and start decluttering. Okay. I am always going to acknowledge that for some of us, it's not as easy as it sounds in a soundbite. Okay. And when I, maybe the thing that you might have more understanding of is, is magazine articles, you know, magazine articles where I, I can't tell you how many times, um, I, which I probably could if I counted them up, cause it's not like it's a million, but anyway, I've been asked by a magazine to give them an interview and we might talk for 30 minutes and you guys, they put in seven words from me and they pick seven words that make it sound like, Oh, you know, just, you know, 10 easy ways to blah, blah, blah. Okay. Well, Dana K. White of a slubchemsclean.com says, um, just make sure the dishes are done every single day. 
You know, I mean, yes, that's absolutely true. But you guys, I know that for so many of us, it's a whole lot harder than just somebody telling me, hey, just do your dishes every day, okay? All right, like I get it. I get, anyway, so that's why, yes, it is true. I am, and I feel like sometimes when you become this expert that people like come to for advice, they want you to give all of the, just do this just do this hard and fast answers, which that's what I do in decluttering at the speed of life. I give you a five step process. But I also talk through all the hangups that you're personally going to face as you work through those. So that way I can get 60,000 words. But also because that is how my brain works. Okay, because I think of all the but, 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 buts. But what if this happened? What if that happens? Okay, I answer all those things. And I the reason I hesitate in giving those hard and fast rules even though, yes, I encourage you to get rid of that stuff today. I totally encourage you to have a plan and and get it out of the house today. Post it on Facebook Marketplace, you know, bag full of clothes, take must take all free, whatever that I encourage you to do. But you guys, if for some reason, you can't do that because oh, well, I've never joined one of those groups because I didn't want to accidentally start bringing more stuff into my home. Well, now I have to figure out which ones are okay. Well, now I just applied and, and I didn't get approved right away because it turns out that the moderators took Christmas break off or whatever. I don't know what your excuses are. I, that That's the thing is I was always coming up with the great excuses, super logical excuses. And I don't want you to because the hardest part is actually the real decluttering. Yes, the getting rid of it and getting it all the way out so you never have to look at it again is is very important. But the hard part is to actually get started and to have how ambiguous and possibly difficult that next part is going to be as a reason to not even get started. It's like, okay, good. I didn't want to get started anyway, y'all. I mean, that that's how my brain works. Okay. So anyway, all right. I think I've ranted on that enough. Um, So I don't count stuff shifting, but I want you to know that I count it as decluttering if it's in that donatable donate box and the final decision has been made. Yes, you do need to get it out of your house. Yes, ask your friends, blah, blah, blah. But it still counts as decluttering that first part of the process. Okay, our goal here at A Slob Comes Clean is not to be done perfectly. Because if that's our goal, people like us are never going to start, right? That was a big part of the problem is we always were like, okay, well, I got to figure out how to do this before I even get started. Well, guess what? Getting started and even just doing a little bit makes things so much better. And that is what encourages me to keep going and keep on doing better. And that's how I ultimately make real progress. Whew, I'm a little preachy today. But seriously, you guys, I get so frustrated. I think I must be tired because I'm emotional right now. Anyway, I get really frustrated for you guys. Sometimes at this time of year, because I know you have the energy because I used to have it myself. I know you have the drive, but I also know from personal experience that all the times I tried and was not successful just made it that much harder to start again in the future. And sometimes, you know, when you see all these things, hey, declutter your house completely in seven days or whatever, or hey, decluttering challenge, you know, just do this for 15 minutes every day for the year and you'll be fine. And that's great. And those things work amazingly for some people. And a lot of times you can take that and, you know, take some of it and throw out what won't work for you. And it's going to do great. And I'm not saying don't do those things. I'm just saying my heart hurts so much for the chronically discouraged declutterer. And I see that sometimes the little hype things 
have turned into triggers for people like me. I have teenagers. So I know about the word my people and my triggers, you know, and, and I'm like, but it's true. I mean, it's, it's something that just, I see that. And it just, instead of it making me feel like, Oh, this is it. I can do this. Yes. I want to declutter my whole house. Instead, it makes me go, yeah, that doesn't work for me. So what's the point anyway? So I just, I have a passion for those of us who feel hopeless. Um, okay. So again, the problem with not counting something with saying that some sort of version of decluttering doesn't count is that we then don't do it because I don't feel like doing something that's not going to count. Well, making the final decision, it counts. Okay. Even if it's in the donate spot in a donate box for longer than you wish it was, it's out of your actual living and functioning area because the donate box in the donate spot, that's its purpose. Okay. It's when that stuff is spread out in the kitchen where you need to be cooking or in the living room where you need to be sitting and having, you know, family time, whatever, that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, let's talk about trash. You know, I have had people say, and it's not a lot. I'm not saying that I get attacked online for this. I'm just saying that there, I have heard people say, well, trash doesn't actually count as decluttering, right? That's just trash, you know, or like, seriously, somebody has to count trash as decluttering. Don't you just throw that away? I'm like, guys, I'm going to stand by that one for a whole lot of reasons. First of all, it is a super easy thing for me to look at, look for and get started. But it's also, there's always trash. Even all those people who say that they don't have any trash, I can almost guarantee you they got some. Mm-hmm. Sure do. I don't know. I don't, I feel like I have a chip on my shoulder today, whatever. But trash counts as decluttering. Guys, you know, that is step one. If you're new around here, let me just tell you, I have a five-step process to decluttering. You can find it throughout the podcast, but the easiest, best way is to get decluttering at the speed of life. The book, slobcomesclean.com slash book. Anyway, but step one in the five-step decluttering process is designed to help you break through decluttering paralysis, all right? You Break through decluttering paralysis by starting with the easiest of the easy stuff, the stuff that takes no mental energy. It's simply a matter of looking for trash. Even if you're perfect or there's a rare occasion where there's a space that really doesn't have any trash, even just looking for trash is going to give you a much better idea of what's actually in that space and get you ready to move on to the next steps than if you just go, oh my goodness, I'm too overwhelmed. I can't even do this. But if you say there's no trash over there, but this lady on the internet, she's a decluttering guru. Um, she says, look for trash. So I'm going to look for trash, even though there's no, tra- oh, there's trash or oh, there- I hope it's right. There's no trash. But yeah, actually, now that I look, th- look at this, it's not quite as overwhelming as I thought it was. That's how people talk when they don't agree with me on things. All right. Um, so trash, guys, uh, it counts. Other things that count is procrastinate clutter. Procla- yeah. Procrastinate clutter. Procrastinate clutter is such a real thing, you guys. And here's my definition of procrastinate clutter. It might not be the exact same way that I wrote it in the book, but it means the same thing. It's the stuff that doesn't feel like legitimate clutter. And so we put off dealing with it in favor of legitimate clutter. Because here's the thing. This is the time of year where you're like, well, everybody's talking about decluttering. And, and that Dana lady says she's a decluttering guru. And she says that this is the time when everybody declutters. And so I'm going to declutter. See how much nicer the people who relate to me sound. Anyway, so I'm going to, I'm going to declutter and, but, but, well, I know there's like clothes all over the, um, the, the little table at the foot of my bed. And, um, 
at the bench at the foot of my bed. And, you know, that doesn't really count as clutter. It's just stuff that needs to be folded and put away. It doesn't count as clutter. So I'm going to start somewhere else. But you know what? I don't deal with that. My room is going to look cluttered no matter what I do. So deal with the procrastinate clutter. It's easy. All right. Procrastinate clutter is legit. Here's, here's my example for me. Um, I had, I think it was just Saturday, maybe. Um, we had a day, my husband and I were both home and we're sitting at breakfast. We just finished breakfast, which he made. Thank you. And I was like, okay, what are we going to do today? Let's do something. Let's do something. We're like, okay, I guess we could work in the garage because the garage still needs to be worked on. Um, I guess we could work in the garage or, and then I left the kitchen and I went, oh yeah, we need to put our Christmas stuff away. I know I'm not talking about epiphany and three Kings day and blah, blah, blah. I'm, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying it's possible that some of you have a reason why your Christmas stuff is still up. And that's awesome. There's also a possibility if you're like me, that some of you just forgot to put it away and didn't notice. Okay. When you get that decluttering energy, it is perfectly great to use that decluttering energy to put away the Christmas stuff. Because guess what? It's getting stuff out that doesn't need to be there. Because after Christmas, your Christmas stuff doesn't need to be there. If you want to leave it out for some actual reason, that's fine. But if you're just leaving it out because you just kind of don't feel like putting it up or you don't think to put it up when you actually have a time to put it up, when you get that decluttering energy, go ahead and deal with that. Okay, go ahead. So we did that. We put all our Christmas stuff up. Did I see something today that I forgot to put up? Absolutely. But we got it put away and the house looks significantly less cluttered, not because the Christmas stuff looked cluttered, but just because it had that same mental effect of clutter, because I would see it and go, oh, that's right. I still need to put that away. Yeah, that's something on my to-do list. But once it's done, once now this stuff doesn't leave my house, but it gets put into its actual real place for 11 months of the year, which is the attic. All right. So that stuff is put away. It's done. It's in its final resting spot. That's decluttering. Okay. So don't, don't avoid the procrastinate clutter. Pay attention to procrastinate clutter, acknowledge that it exists and acknowledge that it's a valuable use of your decluttering energy. Okay. Another thing that made me think about talking about this is, um, a report from Maddie. Do you guys remember Maddie? Her podcast came out, I think it was on December 26th. Did you guys love that? I loved that conversation with Maddie. Um, So Maddie is one of my patrons for the show. I've been having patrons for quite a few years. And she was one, she's been one for a really long time. Um, But for the last several years, uh, one of the perks of being a patron, which means that you support the show at $5 a month or more, um, which I think you can just put in how much you want to support for. But anyway, um, if, if you're at least at the $5 a month level, then you can be part of a super secret Facebook group where the people all encourage each other and, you know, share their pictures and blah, 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 blah. So, um, which somebody had asked, how is it different than the a slob comes clean, just general Facebook group that's not, you know, just for patrons? Um, that one, I post things and then other people can comment on them and you can, you know, there's like two questions a week, I think that go on in there and that's great. And it's a great place for accountability. It's closed, but it's not secret. This one is like so much more active and members can post start threads themselves and things like that. Anyway, um, so 
Maddie had come on and I don't know if you guys remember, if you've not listened to that one yet, you need to because it was really basically what I'm doing with my patrons is they can sign up for a time for us to have a strategy session. So they get to say, these are my unique problems in my house. And I give them some thoughts and strategies to work through those decluttering issues in their house. Okay. Um, so Maddie had had some really good success with some with her decluttering her garage. She had like kind of an accidental storage area that we talked about working through. But one of the things that we talked about because her accidental storage area had different kind of, you know, projects half done or whatever. One of the things we talked about was that it does count. You can count it as decluttering to finish a project. But sometimes we get this mentality, people like us, that well but projects are fun to me. It's fun to me to finish knitting that thing. It's fun to me to finish that embroidery. It's fun to me to redecorate my kitchen. But here's the problem. We bought all the stuff or we half started it. So now it's sitting there and all the things for it are out because we're in the middle of the project. And then we get overwhelmed with the overall messy look of the project space or of the space where that project is half done and put up. And then all of a sudden we go, oh goodness, this space is overwhelming. I need to declutter it. And it doesn't, it's procrastinate clutter. Like it feels like, well, sitting down and, you know, finishing the last 15 minutes of this knitting project, I should really spend that on decluttering. When the reality is if I will spend the 15 minutes to actually finish the project, then it's not a project anymore. It's a scarf or a sock or whatever. Okay, it's done, it can be taken to its final destination. And the tools that I needed for it can then be put in their final storage destination. Okay, so that they're not just laying out and it's not clutter anymore. So anyway, we talked about how um, finishing a project counts as decluttering. So um, Maddie had reported in the group, I think I got permission to share this. Maddie, I'm so sorry if I didn't, but I thought you gave me permission. Um, I think she'd be okay. I hope so. Anyway, that uh, she said, your recommendation to let myself count finishing projects I enjoy towards decluttering is literally paying off. Okay. So things that she did, she put on cabinet door pulls. So like some different things that um, had kind of been left half done in the kitchen, remodeling type things, um, meant that the tools needed to do it the pieces, you know, the actual door pulls, all the different things, the screws, all that kind of stuff was all sitting out in some random temporary place. Putting the door pulls on the doors meant that first of all, it was done. And that's a huge feeling of accomplishment. But now those door pulls and the screws involved and all that kind of stuff are all in their final destination and their final resting place. So because of that, that stuff's not laying around anymore and you've decluttered. Okay. So I love that that mental shift for her has really spurred her on. And you guys, she's been doing a lot. I mean, like she is reporting back with a lot of different stuff that she's been working on. And a lot of it has to do with this, giving herself permission, which I'm giving you permission to, to count things as decluttering that get things into their final home. Okay, so that they're not in a temporary space anymore. Got that? Here's just what I want to say. If you find yourself doing nothing because the thing you really need to do isn't on the list of things to declutter, 
that are written by people who've maybe never dealt with your level of clutter, don't think you have to do your stuff first before you get to the real decluttering. Your stuff first is real decluttering, and it's going to make the space better, okay? When that, that mental shift right there, the problem is if you think, I've got so much to do before I can ever even get to, you know, reorganizing under my bathroom sink. I've got so many other things I've got to do for then you just don't do anything. Believe me, I know this because this is me. I have to break through those mental blocks that I have. There is no wrong way to declutter. As long as stuff you don't need is leaving your house, even if it sits in your trunk for a month, as long as it's leaving your house, you are successfully decluttering. Okay. All right. If you do want to, I know I'm pushing this hard, but you guys, I'm really enjoying it. And um, I think it's really beneficial for the people who are members. But if you want to join Patreon, you can go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash a slob comes clean. Um, and I will have a link to that in the show notes as well. And that will tell you how to be a patron so that you can join the super secret Facebook group. And so you can sign up to possibly one day do one of these strategy sessions. So, all right, I will talk to you guys later. And I hope this has been helpful. All right. Bye.